Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us in Marketing Chairside. Uh, I am so glad to be on today with a friend and mentor of mine, Bill Fakui. I almost put a, a doctor there in front of your name, Bill, because I just uh, think you're that that good uh, at what you do. Um, from MedShark Digital, <laughs> Bill, thanks for being with me today. Hey, Jonathan, thank you. It, obviously, it, it's more my pleasure than, than you know, I think you're you're giving me more credit than it's worth. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that your clients love working with you because, uh, you know, you're, you're a brilliant marketer, but I also think you're a brilliant uh, businessman and salesman. And today I wanted to just chat about something that service businesses in general, and, and I, I know that you're a master of many of them, um, all have in common and that's you know our job as marketers is to make the phone ring um, but things can you know the wheels can fall off right there isn't that right you know the the interesting thing is Jonathan we go back a long time even before digital you and I both worked at a, at a media agency that did television radio print ad, you know advertising or medical and dental professionals and telephone intake uh, I've actually had to turn away clients uh, when they're when they really weren't built to take leads when we're spending advertising and marketing dollars to get, get, get the phones ring because back then you didn't have the web you didn't have a lot of email marketing kinds of stuff everything came through the phone uh, and so no question the phone calls when we would train staff half of them didn't have any idea number one that they had advertising running and that uh, what the cost of those leads were costing them. They didn't see a value. Yeah. That's the sad part. The What we found was that the average cost, even back then, to generate a lead was upwards of about $100 to $150 per lead. Per telephone call, it cost them $100 to $150. To, and when you put a dollar on it, man, yeah. it, it kind of changes, changes the landscape. You yeah. know, and, and it is still, I think today, the biggest void when it comes to ROI and marketing return. They think it's the marketing agency. I'm going to tell you, generating phone calls and leads is probably the easiest and least expensive part of this. Getting yeah. business. And when, it, when there's a problem anywhere along the way, and it can be on the agency side, but I, I'm like you where uh, a lot of times I'll end up looking at what a company has going on for a dentist and and I'm like, you know, there's not a lot of glaring issues here, but you're telling me that uh, new patients are the problem. Um, right away, alarms start going off in the back of my head of, you know, um, where is the ball being dropped after you know, we get it to the goal line. Um, right. And, and that's, that's just a, a painful thing there. I mean, cause you're, you're kind of, you're losing out on money twice uh, the way I like to talk about it. Um, you know, cause you're paying for the marketing. So that hundred, $150 generate that lead, but that new patient revenue just, you know, went out the door into your competitor. Um, you know, so, um, 
what about uh, what are some of the most common problems that you see um, when it comes to phone intake uh, at a dental office or you know like I said any you kind know, of service I, business really? You know, I think for in general, I think part of the biggest concern is that you've got somebody handling the phone calls who's not prepared to handle them whether they're, it's their experience or their personality or just their skill set. But also it's even if they've got the right person, sometimes they actually don't, they got them doing so many different things that in the middle of getting a phone call, they're doing five other things. They really do need to somewhat, you know, focus on those phone calls because they're that valuable. This is the first impression that they're going to have of your practice. And it's worth the, the, you know, it's kind of being in the present. There's a book called The Present. And it, it is about being there, being on the call, being giving them 100% of your attention, which I think is, is probably the number one thing that happens in most mental practices. There are people handling the intake are generally just too busy to focus on the phone call. Right. Um, and then I'm just curious what you see as kind of um, – the the best way to kind of uh mitigate that i mean um when you've got these inexperienced people uh i mm -hmm. think they can kind of tend to become uh, order takers or fixate on certain mm -hmm. aspects that they kind of know um mm -hmm. how would you go about kind of uh retraining that or, or you know how do you know if you need to make uh, you a, know, a personnel good change? i think you can actually create a process so when phone calls come in, you can do one of two things. You can have a designated marketing line because if they're existing patients, it's less of an issue. It's for the new patients that you're trying to get in and you're spending a lot of money to get in, especially those high-end like cosmetic uh, or neuromuscular or you know apnea types of patients that we're spending good marketing to get. Those are the ones we need to, to capture. And we need to separate sometimes those people from our general you know, uh, hygiene patients and stuff like that. So number one, I would say if at all possible, set up a designated marketing line where you have all of your marketing going to a specific line. And if you have a rolling, on many offices, they'll have rolling lines. If you have the bottom line that doesn't roll and go straight there, you know that's a marketing call. Right. You know that those people that are calling, that's the back phone. That, so separate your rolling lines. One of them, the bottom line, that's the marketing line. And if all the lines are empty and that one's ringing, you know that's the marketing call. Okay. The other thing is if you don't have that capability or, or whatnot, then use your initial receptionist to triage and direct those calls. So if it's a hygiene patient that she can needs to rebook, great, separate that. But if it's somebody that says, hey, I'm interested in porcelain veneers or I'm interested in dental implants, uh, is there somebody that can help me? Have that person, you know, pass them along to the person that's going to deal with those marketing needs. Usually a patient counselor or somebody that's cosmetic or one of the uh, People that are really trained to deal with those types of leads, now I'm separating them, putting them in, and I'm so even if that person is not available, not is they're busy, and get the contact information so that they can follow up. You need to have the right people talking to those 
you know, to those consumers because they're going to go away. Otherwise, you got one shot at them. And if you can follow up with them and say, hey, Susan's on the phone right now, uh, but I'll have her call you right back. What's a good phone number and what's a good email that I can get for you? And then I'll have her get, get with you as soon as she gets off the phone. And that that works. Um, what I've <laughs> I can't believe that this is a problem at dental practices that invest, you know, good money in marketing. Um, but we see calls go to voicemail all the time. Mm -hmm. And while you will have someone, if if a human being answers and says Susan's not available, um, let me get your info information uh, down because she's going to be the best one to answer all your questions um, and get you well taken care of. So let me get your information. They'll give it to a human, uh, mm -hmm. but that same kind of message uh, in a machine, it just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and I've, I've talked to practices that are just so married to like a call tree. Um, uh -huh. can you talk a little bit about what voicemail and a, a phone tree does to sales? No, there, there is absolutely no question. There are statistics done in terms of how, how many rings it takes for you to pick up that you're going to lose, lose leads. Uh, but definitely, especially when we're dealing with a, a commodity and I hate to say it. Dentistry is a commodity for elective dentistry. I get a chance to choose who's going to do this. I'm a consumer and whether it's price convenience and I think convenience has become a much bigger influence on people's decision-making today than price. Hmm. How do you make it easy? How do you make it quick? It's the easy button. And, and it starts from that first phone call. It is about relationship building. And so many practices are spending more and more dollars on digital, on internet marketing. And I'm going to tell people, where do you think most of the consumers are spending their time on digital? It's on social media. So even websites have a more social slant and people want to get to know you on a more personal level. That's why when we do heat mapping on websites, why the Facebook and Instagram links are some of the highest click things because they want to know who you are. Right. And yet when they pick up the phone and call, it's an automated thing. Wow, you have just missed the boat. So the relationship building starts on the website. And in social media, you've got to carry that through when they actually pick up the phone and call you. Right, right. Um, so when they pick up the phone, I, I, I like your convenience take there. Um, and a lot of times I think that some people can mistake uh, questions about insurance as a cost question when I think it's probably uh, more just that's that's how the dental industry overall has trained them, first of all. But I think it's also a convenience thing, too, because they assume that it's going to be just a headache to deal with anything uh, outside of their network. So if I'm a patient and I'm calling up your dental office, Bill, and I say, hey, um, I, I just wanted to know, do you guys take Blue Cross Blue Shield? And let's say you're a fee for service. Uh, how do you recommend dentists handle that like very common question? Yeah, and even if they don't take insurance, they can actually address that insurance. Yeah, we actually can help you with with that. I can help you with that. I think the question is, and, and with telephone intake, it is not about just answering questions and triaging questions. This is where you now have the opportunity to what we call, you got to take control and it's really easy. It sounds hard 
how do you re-arrest control of that call? It sounds intimidating, but it's as simple as great. What 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 exactly are you looking to have done? Yeah. And if it's things like porcelain veneers or the things that we're marketing for, they're not going to be covered by insurance anyway. Right. Okay. So I think that's where you address it. And, and if they're if they're just saying, oh, I just want cleaning or something like that, that immediately changes the conversation. Okay. Right. But if it's a marketing driven call and, and I'm wanting to get those porcelain veneer cases or the, you know, dental implant cases that are, you know, at the end of the day, the cosmetic stuff, then, you know, those are generally either not covered or they're, they're, they're not really reimbursed very much. They're still paying 90% of the stuff out of pocket anyway. Yeah. And the consumers don't even know that. Right. Yep. You know, so part of it is just asking better questions when they when they ask, do you take insurance? Don't be scared about that. Yeah, we, we actually will file, you know, claims. We don't take it. You know, they don't have to know that we don't take it, but we can file the claims for them. Um, but at the end of the day, I just need to know who this person is and what are they really interested in? Because insurance in many cases doesn't even apply. Yeah. They're asking mm -hmm. the wrong question. You definitely um, hit the nail on the head with the the taking control of the call thing there because I think that um, a lot of the front desk people uh, I can almost hear them saying Would you like fries with that because they're just <laughs> so so order takering um, so you know we're we're just about out of time Bill but there's one thing that uh, I know that. Uh, you advocate for in kind of your client processes, and that's uh, secret shopping. And I didn't want to yeah. uh, close out our time today without uh, hitting on that. So, how can dentists mm -hmm. uh, secret shop their own practices? How do you how do you work that? Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, you can today it's easy to do uh, in the sense that you know with with cell phones and stuff. There's you, you can secret shop practices on the over the phone. But I also encourage you to secret shop through the website forms and through chats and through other things. And not just do it for your practice, but do it for the competitors. It's as important to know what your competitors are doing for two reasons. When we used to train, you know this, Jonathan, when we used to train staff members on telephone or other types of intake, we would do it in a group setting. So I would call up and they would hear the call and we'd get off and they're like, going, how did you know they were going to do that? And I said, I didn't. I didn't know what they were going to do. And they're like, going, isn't that kind of risky? Because what if they didn't do what you wanted them to do? I went either way. When I secret shop a competitor, if it's really good, guess what it says? You guys got to sharpen the needle, you know, sharpen the pencil. You've got to get much better at what you're doing. And if the intake is really bad, this is your biggest competitor. Look at their fumbling opportunities all the time. We need to steal that business from them. And we can do that easily because consumers are shoppers today. So shopping competitors is number one important, as well as shopping your own practice. And just having a, a friend call in, and there are so many ways to record calls today. You can actually record those things. And, and you know, one of the things we talked about was if I've got the wrong person answering the phone and we're secret shop, secret shopping is a great way of peeling back, you know, opening the eyes of the person in the practice that I've got the wrong person there. Right. 
Right. Okay. And and you better be recording the calls with your call tracking system. Yes. Uh, and yeah, and, and you, well, listening you to them. Tracking, I know you guys do call tracking. If you've got that, it's an easy way to address the problem. Right. And if they're they're really not, they know it. I think it becomes pretty obvious. This is not what I'm cut out to do. I think it kind of eases the either get them in a different seat on the bus. Or they need to find another bus. Right. Right. And that's a tough, tough thing to do when someone's been with you for you yeah. know, 10, 15 years. But uh, is I it a big enough, big enough problem to fix, Bill? Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a big enough problem to fix. In fact, <laughs> it, it, if nothing else, get them away from client facing. Get them to do other stuff in the practice and not client facing. Customer right. facing, patient facing, they, they, they can't be there. Right. Yep. Well, Bill, thank you so much for your time hey. today. It has been yeah. just a great pleasure, as always, to chat with you. And uh, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. That sounds great, Jonathan. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you and your friends. <laughs> Thanks so much. Take care.